We told you about Gaia Provides a couple months ago. Gaia Provides is back. They are a holistic small batch company crafting quality, lab-tested, hemp-based health and wellness products for pets. Kaplan, you've been giving it to Pancakes, Kaplan. Pancakes the dog over the last (laughs) few months. How's she doing? Yeah, she loves these. Uh, I give her the beef liver flavor, the ones for small dogs. Um, And I give her a half a treat in the morning, a half a treat at night, and she loves them. They're delicious. She always barks for them. Uh, She's a, she's a, you know, my dog's a little dog. She's a mental patient, I like to say. She's a lovable mental patient. So she's always, she's always uh, stressed out, neurotic, just like me about something. But these, these make her chill. They calm her down. Uh, She does, obviously, you know, she's in a wheelchair. She has a lot of uh, discomfort uh, naturally. And these definitely help. Uh, I definitely see, a, you know, she's has a high quality of life because of uh, we take good care of her over here. And these are a key part of our daily routine. So we love guy provides over here in the Kaplan household. And all these products cap are THC free. They do not have THC, which makes them safe for your pets. And I know pancakes is always scared. Of all those fireworks you have in Long Island City, Queens, right there on the East River. They're shooting them off all the time. How's she doing with the fireworks once she yeah. takes this guy it provides? Yeah, when I used to be, I used to dread fireworks. I used to dread loud noises and thunderstorms. Um, but now I just enjoy them because when I give them to the pancakes, this makes it, like I said earlier, it makes her calm, makes her cool, makes her collected, makes her just sit there and enjoy life. So these. Look at that. Uh, I love they you have can enjoy drops. fireworks again. You can enjoy America again. You can enjoy <laughs> freedom again with Gaia provides everybody check out Gaia provides and use our promo code lost L O S T for a great deal. That is www.gaiaprovides.com. And, and then just so you know, they also have on top of the treats, they have these little drops you could put in the food. So if you, you know, if you want to, you can get if they don't like the treat for whatever reason, these drops are also delicious. So guy provides what's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 263. My name's Turner Sparks. And I am Michael Kaplan. You can find me at turnersparks.com. You can find me this Friday night, March 11th, at the Friars Club, filming my new comedy special, Kaplan. Two shows, 7 p.m., 9 p.m. Kaplan will be at the 9 p.m. Tickets available we're almost sold out of the 7 p.m tickets are still available for the 9 p.m so if you're going to come either one's good but get tickets to that that come sit with me at nine o'clock come, come go sit have at drinks. the cap table come Kaplan sit at the table. lost in america table we also have a twitch table shout out to jessica is it klebe yeah i don't know where her twitch name is but jessica klebe She's a, uh, a, a Twitch a, a comedy hub subscriber and she bought six tickets. So she's got a table. I, I believe at the late show as well. I can't, you can't hold me to that. I think the late show. Yes. Kaplan 
That's where you can find me. So go to turnersparks.com to get those tickets. You can find Kaplan on all social media channels at Cap in America. Kaplan um, on the podcast today, coming up in just a second, we have Misha Kalen coming back. It has been 10 days since we've spoken to him. And in when you're sitting in the middle of a war, 10 days is a year. It's maybe 10 years. So he is, there's a million updates. We were trying to figure out what to do with this episode. It was like, well, what else is happening in the world that's important is this? Nothing, nothing. is the Nearly answer. Nearly nothing. And we thought if we, we avoid, if we do something else for one more week, well, now we're like 20 days out from the last time we talked to Misha. So we have to check back in with him. So he is still in Kiev. Kiev? Is it Kiev? Well, that's good. We're going to have to ask him about that. That's one of my questions because my whole life it was like I'd order chicken Kiev at the diner, at the Ukrainian diner. I'd order chicken Kiev. I swear it said K I E V. I thought it was no problem. I didn't know I was com- committing a, a war crime. Basically, I'm saying I'm with Team Russia if you say Kiev, K I E V. Now, wh- explain that. Is it because th- that's their spelling you told me off air? I think that's what I read that the spelling in you, we're, let's ask Misha, but it's K Y I V is the Ukrainian word, you know, for Kiev. Yes. And the Russian word is Kiev. I don't know. We'll get to that. We're pressing so the questions. E is out. Replace it out. with a Y. So I stayed in and moved over a spot. Y jumped up a spot. Yeah. And that's how we're going. So that's, Kiev, that's one of our many. Yes, one Kiev. syllable. Yeah. Get it right. Don't commit a. Kiev. Misha Kalin is still in Kiev. <laughs> a, a million things have happened since we last talked to him. The Russians tried to explode a nuclear reactor. Yes. Um, Chernobyl is apparently shut down right now, which could be an issue. Uh, there's also a bio lab that the Russians claim to have gotten a hold of and destroyed. But if you talk to the ex- experts in the United States, they might be releasing the latest coronavirus on us very quickly because they now they found it in Ukraine. They say that it's American. They this is all Russian propaganda that it's somehow American owned. And they're going to now release it on us. Plus, I just want to know what's happening with Misha. On the I want to know what it's like to live in a place where a nuclear plant might ex- like we were watching it. I was glued to the TV. A nuclear plant might explode at any moment. But he was in the same country. And I know he's probably going to say, well, what are the odds? There's a uh, 70. You know, I'm like on the other side of the country because he's very lazy fair about it. But <laughs> we'll have to ask. You never him. know. Kaplan, yeah. before we get to all that, um, let's. Oh, patreon.com slash lost in America. So the first thing I want to do is thank all of our listeners. We February, 2022 in five years of doing this podcast, February 22 was our biggest month ever for downloads, for subscribers, for listens, March. Now, March, 2022, we're going to beat that by a lot. We're going to beat the February numbers and what's happening now. We have all these new sponsors coming in so that you just listening to the show translates to us getting money translates to us. Finally, Kaplan can finally feed his kids. Uh, they're finally eating food. They're not they don't have it. to eat that school lunch. Vegan, vegan Fridays. Yeah, they're out. They can bring a bring food. Thank you. And people. every once in a while, I can take my wife out to Applebee's, you know, <laughs> well, we don't need the vaccines dinner. anymore. No mandate. A fancy dinner. And so if you have if you hear here's how you can tell we're making more money in the past when you used to listen to this podcast these ads would be dropped in and it would just be like an ad for buick or something yeah and they would drop it in and we had nothing to do with it it would just get dropped in now the ads these are it's us reading the ad they're dropping so you, us in this is a little behind the curtain of show business if you hear me, me or Kaplan reading an ad, we're getting paid more for that so, yeah, so those are the those people, people you really need to support we want yeah. you to support those businesses for real because they're giving us more money than you the don't other have to people. buy a buick but you do have to buy all the ones you hear us talking 
Yeah. Please. Well, no. Yeah. I mean, be, that, those people give us a little bit of money. Yeah. But these ones give us more money. So thank you. That's all because of you. Keep telling your friends. Keep spreading the word. We will continue to have uh, some of the best guests in the world on this show and give you real, real uh, uncensored news straight from comedians, which who else? Who else could you get it from? But comedians. All right. Exactly. Now. Um, I think it's time to bring Misha. We, in. Have, what do you think? we have our comedian. We got worried. He was, we, we were nervous. He was a little late. We thought he might be, uh, might be in trouble, but he's here. We're good to go. Misha Kalen. No more time to waste. Welcome to the show, man. You're still in Kiev. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, how are you guys? Yeah. Good. Um, good to see you, man. Yeah. Good to see you. I'm so happy, uh, to still be alive and kicking, you know, fighting. So yeah. Uh, well, Misha, he let's just, start there. What's what's go since it's been 10 days since we spoke with you. Um, right. I know that as far as I can read, at least the Russians have not yet gotten into Kiev, correct? Uh, yes, exactly. They uh, basically when they started the attack, they had some kind of uh, like groups that uh, attacked Kiev, but they were uh, eliminated immediately. And so uh, as of now, Russia is basically uh, stuck around Kiev in uh, uh, in smaller cities uh, in the area, but uh, not in Kiev. Uh, and the city is gradually kind of becoming uh, more and more normal, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so if like a week ago you could, uh, it, it's not like you, uh, there wasn't enough to eat, but it's just uh, if you wanted to get bread, you better be there like at 8 a.m., you know, and st stand in line. For, but now if you want to get bread or some uh, essentials, uh, more shops are open and there's uh, more supply. Uh, so the fewer uh, lines and so more products are available. So it almost feels like a normal city. And <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Wow. All right. That's good to know that. I don't think we've heard any of that. Have we Kaplan? Uh, no, I thought it was the other way around. I thought Kiev was, uh, Kiev was, uh, was, was, was in, I don't know. The Russians were at the door and we were, we were not. So that's good to hear. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. They, they, uh, they are at the door as in uh, like the, there are heated, uh, battles near, uh, uh, cities in the area, right. That are like 30 kilometers away or something like that, 30, 40, 50 kilometers away. So it's still pretty near. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, I really do trust the Ukrainian army. They seem to uh, get, you know, they seem, they seem, it seems like they've got things, uh, you know, under control. Uh, and uh, you hear explosions quite often now, but it seems like it's the anti-aircraft. Uh, so, uh, yeah, last couple of days it's been, uh, uh, you know, I've been feeling safer than the previous week. Well, that's good. And you, you the, the number one question that I've been asked for the last 10 days is people want to know, were you able to get weed or are you out? Like that's what people uh, are worried about. They wanted to send it to you if possible. <laughs> Let us. Uh, no, yeah, actually, I'm good. I, I, I get weed from uh, from my uh, comedian friend, you know. So it's, uh, sometimes I feel, uh, you know, when uh, your comedian friend is also, uh, you know, is your weed dealer. Sometimes you get weed from him, and you're like, dude, I'm just not gonna 
pay you. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> so you didn't pay him. <laughs> I'll pay you when the war is over. So yeah, there's money. I'll Actually, pay in Russian rubles. <laughs> that's exactly uh, well. That's no, no. that's a taboo. Do not no, mention no. Russian rubles. Oh, you sorry, sorry. She, come on, <laughs> Kaplan. Wait, I want so, to pause just for a second, guys. And Jared, this is a question for you. I just realized I forgot to start recording at the beginning of this episode, but would you have this video and possibly audio? Okay, cool. All right. Jared, Jared. Yeah, you just saved us. (laughs) By paying the big bucks. We'll keep going. (laughs) Um, And so, okay, so you don't see... So, uh, actually, I want to ask about the military. We don't hear much about the Ukrainian military. So, are the... Is, is are are the generals that are you guys getting like strategy from them or is it, I know it's all defensive so I don't know how much strategy is actually there but what type of reporting how are they doing are they getting a lot of casualties do they, how do they what's the morale of the the military do you know uh, from Ukrainian side uh, we're kicking ass you know there's uh, more volunteers than uh, we have well enough weapons for right so there's a huge line of volunteers. Uh, as as we get more weapons, uh, we distribute uh, them to the volunteers, and uh, the military is doing great. Uh, the only thing is, uh, Russia started attacking on several different fronts. So uh, you know, there's some areas where uh, there are heated uh, battles. Plus, Russia is resorting to bombing civilian uh, sites, like c- civilian uh, apartment complexes uh, and places like that. And they attack people on the street, uh, like civilian cars. Uh, so essentially, where we're at right now, it's a bit of a stalemate. I mean, Russia is sending more uh, resources, but they can't move far. So they, there's a huge line, like a 64-kilometer uh, line of uh, machinery, just tanks and other uh, um, um, uh, you know, war machines machinery and it's just stuck in the dirt and they they haven't moved in probably over a week now yeah is so, that the is that the one that's maybe like 40 miles outside of out of kiev or is it yeah, kiev exactly. or kiev uh, it's a, how do we pronounce it i mean are we talking english now i, I don't know in, no, in, in ukraine in, in ukrainian you would say like kiev yeah okay kiev, yeah all right so it's anyway that's the one so it is two syllables kiev Kiev. All right. Is that the what is that the line that we've heard about in the news? In American media, they show us this like this line of, as you said, tanks and artillery that cannot get in. That's just stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we've been getting news that, uh, uh, you know, we've taken out a few uh, like huge tanks of uh, fuel and everything. So they've basically all the logistical chains uh, have been disrupted, so they cannot send re- reinforcements. Although uh, we've been getting news that they're kind of uh, preparing this uh, last siege of Kiev, right? That's what they need for their news and sort of propaganda machine. They need one big battle uh, to take over Kiev. Uh, you get news from when you say you're getting the news, you mean from the U- local Ukrainian news or? Uh, I try to mix it up and kind of yeah. look at all, all you know, uh, at different sides, but I mainly, yeah, I, I mainly take Ukrainian news and compare with the independent news from the Russian side, but sort of from the good, not the propaganda uh, right. R- right side, but just the more objective sources. I've been reading that um, some of those, the objective Russian news sites have been shut down in the past yeah. week. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the New York Russian Times government. just pulled out of Russia. You know, like they're cracking. Well, down not everybody. New York Times. I'm talking like Russian owned Russian right, right. Oh, news right, right. sites. Right, right. Yeah. There was a Russian was it as a newspaper or maybe it was radio, and they've been around for like 25 years and they or longer, and they were saying in the past week, yet yeah, their YouTube videos have been getting 20 million views a day. Yeah, meaning the, the that they were like, and they're in Russian. So they're like, there is an audience for this. We have Russians who want to hear independent news and they bang, just got shut down like three days ago. Exactly. Uh, that used to be my source of news. The Echo of Moscow, that was yes. the super liberal, super progressive, super independent. Well, sort of. Uh, there, there should be an asterisk next to that because it is funded in part by Gazprom. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a complex story, but compared to the... Uh, you know, mainstream Russian media, it, it was pretty liberal and uh, independent. And now, yeah, it's shut down. As you said, you know, you couldn't have a guest uh, on here because uh, the person was afraid of fi uh, getting 15 years. I've been hearing that a lot, you know. When you sort of uh, uh, talk to uh, Russians online and you say, hey, uh, your, your soldiers are dying, it's, you know, your boys are dying, uh, and they say, hey, uh, stop spreading propaganda, you can get like a huge fine or 15 years, you're like, do you think I care about the 15 years? No, they're really... Right. <clears throat> if they could get I the mean, 15 years, how could you get it? You're... Yeah, I, I, yeah, but I don't live in the world where I would ever go back to the Belarus of the past. You know, if right. I ever go back, it's going to be the Belarus that I envision, right? Or I never go back. It's just... Uh, there's no other option, right? I'm not thinking like, oh, I'm here in Kiev, I'm going to survive, and I'm just going to go back to the Belarus where I'm in danger. And uh, you understand, right? Like, I, I've made my choice. Like, I've left the country because it's just impossible to live there. And unless something changes, I'm not going to uh, go back. So these 15 years and all this other bullshit, I don't really care. Uh, and I think that's where we're at. Everybody in Russia needs to... Uh, stop caring right and they just need to go out and be like listen i either get these 15 years or the fear of 15 years or i'm gonna live for the rest of my life in prison essentially because what is it if not prison already right yeah, yeah. well i i think people we're talking to at least in russia are saying they're gonna wait a couple of weeks and see if this is a real threat or if it's fake and if it's fake then move on with their lives um what what about Zelensky? is what is he telling because uh, we see these videos of him standing and is still sitting in his office in the middle of Kiev, which is awesome. But then we can't understand what he's saying. So they're like five minute videos. They look really cool and they're being shown all over American media and everything. And they look great. But we don't know what he's saying. What's he what's his message to uh, the people in Ukraine? And, and also, what is he what what's the path to like a win or a success what is success like? basically uh close this is his only message close the skies over ukraine that's it we need nato to just not right. allow any aircraft over uh, ukraine because that's the only weak spot that we have russia's fucked but they're sending planes but over uh ukraine and bomb uh basically apartment complexes Right. And uh, where civilians live or they will uh, provide uh, hu humanitarian corridors uh, to get the civilians out. Uh, the corridors all lead to Russia or something crazy like that. Or they will say, OK, OK, you, go, you can evacuate these civilians and they will start shooting at them and say, no, 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 no. It wasn't us. It's the Ukrainians. So that's what we're fighting with. Right. It's the fake 
propaganda machine. They will do anything for a, a picture that they that will fit their narrative. So that's one. That's a huge one. And then, but the biggest, biggest, biggest one is essentially NATO uh, not allowing the uh, aircraft over uh, Ukraine, and they're afraid to do that. So NATO is essentially useless. So they act like they're helping, but really they're not. You know, uh, the Russian gas is still. Uh, going to uh, European Union right now as we speak. So they're not really uh, doing much, you know. Uh, so, yeah, basically all these sanctions and everything, they will have their effect. But the biggest effect is uh, is going to happen in a few months. As you said, you know, uh, the, the uh, Russians time. that say like, yeah, we'll wait for two weeks. Why? Because they're uh, probably their phone is still new. Yeah, their uh, fridge is still full of uh, full of products, and so yeah, and they're probably right. The the, the situation won't change too much in the next couple of weeks, but it will in the next couple of months. But do people in the Ukraine do? You, is it do they think it's a realistic possibility that U.S. or NATO would close off the airspace like a no-fly zone? Because I know I've well, heard that a lot. I know you obviously it would make a huge difference, but I know my understanding is it's not going to probably listen, happen. But I mean, it's just a matter of uh, now we're talking like it's a historical, right? I mean, look back at World War II. Right. Uh, everybody, yeah, exactly. When you study the uh, the whole philosophy of appeasement and why uh, the United States waited for so 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 long, and then uh, so it's it's the same story over and over again. So, are you ready to live with that? You know, and this is sort of a, a general. I mean, I know that the, the, they have smart people at the helm or whatever, and they probably weigh all of these things, right? And I understand they don't want to get into a direct conflict with Russia because Russia will start acting. Uh, Russia crazy. has nuclear weapons, is the theory. You think they don't work, but they don't maybe know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they'll, they'll start, you know, they'll get the manual out that's like seven years old, you know, and then they'll press the rusty button or something and it'll just all fall apart, you know. That's my theory, because uh, so far, that's what I've seen. Uh, but, uh, you know, NATO things that they all work. And uh, if they shoot a couple of planes over Ukraine, then uh, Europe or Washington is uh, nuked. I don't know, man. I don't well, know, here's but, my uh, question is like, where's the line? Because I get so uh, America and, and NATO are like, we're not going to send we're not going to close the skies because that would be provoking Putin too much and then he would drop a nuke on us but we will provide you the money to build a plane or to buy well, a plane or to right. get well, Poland to give you yeah, a plane yeah, yeah. we'll give you some kind of planes and we'll give some planes to Poland I yeah I know it's and then weird Poland man. said we're not going to give Ukraine the plane. We'll give it to America and America can give it to Ukraine. It's all semantics at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not to, if I'm Putin, I'm like it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Like if he's going to nuke you, he's going to nuke you, whether you shut down the airways or you give this guy a plane who gives the other guy a plane. Well, did you see Donald Trump had the solution to here? He said to take our plane, stick Chinese flags on them. And just blow Russia away, and then Russia will think he'll Putin will get tricked by the flags. I saw that. <laughs> he'll go fight China, and, and we'll just sit back and grab the popcorn. He thinks China did it. Yeah, we'll yeah. put him on the bomb. He said, put, "Paint Chinese flags on the bombs." Yeah, well, exactly. See, I don't. I don't get how they just give away planes and everything. Do they yeah. come with pilots? 
Because he's going to fly those planes. <laughs> right. Is there a I, manual? Yeah, I was thinking, Misha, I thought you might be training to fly a plane. Well, right well now. yeah, I was going to say, dude. You do uh, it. You, I mean, how hard it can like be. I remember planes. down is up and up is down. That's all <laughs> that's you need to trick. know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the, the trick. Yeah, that's the trick. Push down to go hey, up. Yeah. Like you're, you're the movie Airplane all of a sudden. But uh. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm definitely going to learn. After this war, uh, I've already got my whole, uh, uh, my plan, right? So I'm definitely going to... Uh, start some kind of training. Uh, so, uh, by the, basically, by the time we go into uh, Belarus to fight for the freedom of Belarus, I'm going to be ready. That's all I'm saying. Look at that. This is like your uh, Bolivia for Shay. Well, no, that's a bad example. <laughs> he died we, there. We, uh, we should so say last time we were on with you, we were t- talking about how in Belarus he was meeting that day. We didn't know what the, everything was about, but then right after that, Belarus, that's when they announced that they were going to host nuclear. They were going to allow Russia to put nuclear weapons in Belarus. Right. So we didn't we didn't cover that last time, I believe. But what's, uh, what is, how does that what was your reaction to that news? Just uh, as a as a Belarusian, just more. No, no, no. The, the main story about Belarus is that, uh, see, my problem is that I'm viewed as the enemy here. Right. I can't really do much in uh, Kiev right now. Like I try. I help people out, right? But it, it's not, it's really hard for me to even get around in the city and everything because at the uh, blog post where I have to show my documents, it takes forever, like mm. a lot of questioning and everything because uh, being from Belarus is very suspicious right now. Just and, show them this uh, podcast. Like, I know, dude. <laughs> dude, that's, you'd be surprised. But I, I, I basically have to show them things that prove that I'm not the enemy. That, that almost like showing this podcast, like you think you're joking, <laughs> but you're, you really aren't like, it, it is tough. And uh, yeah, it is kind of scary because sometimes, uh, you know, I'm in a good mood and I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's the war, but uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to kick ass and everything. But sometimes, uh, you know, I feel a little bit down and a little depressed and, you know, you go outside and people like talk to you and, and they say things and they're not pleasant, you know, and I try to sort of uh, be, understanding and everything but listen i am not the problem right like i've been running from this regime for years like turner knows you know i've been talking about belarus and about this whole situation you know since uh, 2011 and 12 right uh uh it, it's been going on and so I, i've i've been vocal about it forever and even uh, like recently when i would come uh, from belarus to ukraine and a lot of ukrainians would say like hey why did you leave ukraine you know you have a st- stable president and everything and I'm, right so a lot of people here actually viewed belarus as this model of a stable government can oh, you wow. believe that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so cuz putin never poisoned any of your leaders so well, yeah. or even yeah if uh, lukashenko does it he does it at the smaller scale and it's not as uh, flashy, you know, so nobody knows about it. That's the thing. Everybody keeps uh, saying about Belarus, like, oh, you have clean streets and everything is clean and it's the so Train. orderly. Like that. Trains run on time. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Trains run yeah. on time. But that's pretty much, you know, that's North Korea, right? Because yeah. from the outside, North Korea has a couple of angles where it looks more or less civil, right? Sure. So, yeah, that's what uh, Belarus has been for, for the longest time. And now I'm, you know, I have to deal with this shit too, you know? And it's. What do you uh, mean? What are people saying to you? So, like, Ukrainian people can immediately tell you're not from Ukraine, you're from Belarus because of your well, accent not, or something? Or. 
well not well actually now everybody's like uh, listens uh, uh, much closer to your accent and everything they can't tell yeah. that's the that's the thing you know yeah. and even you people say who speak wrong? russian yeah. here exactly right <laughs> and if if you if you normally even speak russian and many people in kiev speak russian but uh, if they want to you know they can switch to ukrainian or if somebody says like hey say these couple of words they can say them in ukrainian uh, which uh, I, so then I what do people too. say to you so you speak in russian then you don't speak ukrainian or they're just that... way too suspicious you know like everywhere okay. you go like imagine for for me to go uh from you know from let's say from my apartment complex to uh, like the next block or something like that you have to pass a block post right so the uh, road is blocked and there are a bunch of people with uh, uh machine guns or something like that right and then so they stop you you show them your documents uh, if they ask you, sometimes they don't ask you, but they've asked me a couple of times and I would show it to them and they get all, all suspicious. They, you, you know, they see if, if it's linked to a, an app in your phone, because uh, recently there've been a bunch of people with fake ID cards. You understand? So they basically have to verify that this ID card that you have is not fake. And, uh, but imagine uh, having to do that several times a day but you understand it's the uh, war situation uh, yeah. like if yeah. they for instance if they see you uh, after 10 uh, like after 8 p.m after curfew and you get shot there's no prosecution that's it you're just uh, yeah. yeah here uh, the marauders for instance but the uh, idea behind that is that the only yeah. if all of our citizens stay inside after 8 p.m the only people on the street are the enemy exactly yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I'm definitely not complaining because yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the that's the reason why I feel safe. Right. Is because we're following all these rules. I'm just saying that for a Belarusian right now in Can, Kiev, it, way down. Like an, no. I was going to say, <laughs> what do you think happens in America? There's no all these people would be like, I'm not this is against my personal freedom. And then they <laughs> just like level the military would just be shooting citizens in the street. But, they're like, are there a lot of Russian? These people don't want want to wear a mask. They're not going to stay inside after 8 p.m. Seriously. I guess we haven't had a war. Sorry, go ahead, Misha. We cut you off there. Well, uh, yeah, uh, uh, just as an an example, uh, I I, I wanted to talk about marauders. Is that a word? Marauders? That was my high school mascot, the Jesuit marauders. It means like pirates. Uh, really for real yeah yeah, yeah. well uh yeah we should name this uh, segment marauders and usurpers right those are <laughs> oh, he's the naming two. segments <laughs> regular guess <laughs> brought to you by magic by buick because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's the other one, one of those uh, words that i i say in russian most of the time and then i'm like all right usurper 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 and marauder yeah. so the marauders here right they get uh if they, when they get caught people just tape them to trees man and well, i don't wait, know who would be happen. a marauder so like <laughs> the word yeah, in like... english means like a pirate like a like a thief <laughs> oh well yeah yeah Not like a thief, thief during but... wartime yeah 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 so basically, like someone who's taking wartime. advantage of the situation to exactly rob? yeah if you just start uh, start like uh you know trashing a shop or a gas station that's, like a looter that's marauding yeah a okay looter, yeah okay are they exactly. russians or are they uh, no local, just assholes, just high school local, kids, yeah. just local jerks. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. And, and listen, some of them deserve it, right? Uh, but some of them is just some fucking idiot, you know, just stealing a pack of smokes or something. And like they that, tape you know? them to um. Wait, because I have a in my local neighborhood, we got a lot of problems. So wait, Captain, we, stop. <laughs> you get tape. taped to a tree if you're if yeah. you're caught stealing. Yeah. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. This is what we're gonna start doing. Tape them to yeah. the tree. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. and crazy. then they like they basically yeah they beat them with a belt or like a stick or something and then i don't know what they do with them like bring cops in or just leave them there i don't i don't know man but i've seen it a couple times and uh you've I mean, seen people tape probably... the trees no well i mean i've seen videos uh, okay yeah i haven't seen uh, i haven't you're like seen hey that's it, uh, jerry live. from down the street <laughs> there's <laughs> well, my smokes I, I did see one dead person so far, but uh, oh. yeah, I know what happens. And I've seen a bunch of like trashed uh, stores and everything. And so I know people have tried to do that. Anyway, here's what I'm saying. Uh, the overall situation is stressful, right? So you're walking around, uh, nobody's really is going to like start a trial or something, right? I'm just saying like, if you're walking past a, uh, you know, busted storefront and you get taken in and you have a, right? It doesn't help you. That's all I'm saying. Right. And so that's another layer of stress. That's all I'm saying. And right. So it's just hard to just walk from point A to point B because there's just complications. uh, uh, And being Belarusian right now, it it sucks. Even though Lukashenko is saying that we're all blameless, you know, we haven't used our military, uh, but they are using uh, Belarusian territory. Most of this, I think like something uh, like 70% of the uh, rockets were launched from the uh, Belarusian territory that hit Kiev and other places. So uh, Lukashenko definitely has his uh, blood has blood on his hands. Uh, I just hope that people in Ukraine separate, you know, the Belarusian people who are against, uh, who are taken hostage, and the people should understand it. Belarusian people are taken hostage after the uh, 2020 events. Most people who had the will to go out and protest, they left. And uh, everybody else, they just have the experience what happened to them last time. That's what they're staying put. You know, there are no weapons and they're not. They just know if they go out, they're just going to get beaten and put in jail. Yeah. What? um, So what? uh... I have a few things I want to ask here, but let, let's start with this. What about the foreign volunteers? So we've read that there's 20,000 foreign people have signed up to join the military, the Ukrainian military. Yep. And they said as of March 6, 20,000 of them are actually already there and fighting. Have you guys heard anything about them or seen any videos or anything? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw some videos, just uh, foreigners just saying hi and uh, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I know it just takes, uh, as far as I understand, it just takes some time to uh, coordinate them, put them sure. into groups and just all that stuff. Just uh, incorporate them into the, whatever, the chain of command and things like that. I would imagine um, it's not like super quick. but Yeah, yeah it's not like you just kind of like, oh, all right, there's another 20,000. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how it works. Like it's it's, uh, cr- it's a crazy idea. That's why I wanted yeah. to ask about it. Are they using them as like showing on the news? It's like a big I don't the uh, propaganda is the wrong word, I guess, but maybe it's I don't know. Is it a big thing like a point of pride for the country? Yeah, I think that's what it is, right? Yeah. Uh and people are helping us. People care about us. Exactly. And no one's signing up to join the Russian side, I don't think. Yeah, I don't very contrarian take 20,000. <laughs> well, no, they're actually running for their lives because, uh, yeah, supposedly now they're bringing in uh, just people who uh, work as uh, guard in a jail, like people like that, you know. Mm. Uh, so yeah, they're trying to sort of recruit their remaining forces, but I think, uh, 
at the moment, Russia has used up uh, either all or like 90% or 95% of the troops that they've prepared for this invasion. Okay, I want to get into that, but just hold for a second. Cap, we got to let's pay some bills here. We are part of the world's smartest podcast network. That is us lost in America. It's also uh, Dr. Andrea Jones Roy and the Majoring in Everything podcast. And it's Andrew Eaton, Professor Andrew Eaton, who he's not accredited, but in our mind, he's a professor. Uh, And the Political Orphanage podcast. And we might be adding more shows soon. We got to talk about this off air cap, but it's a great um, negotiations. Three fantastic shows to get information and in an entertaining fashion all at the same place. Go to worldsmartestpodcastnetwork.com. And now, Kaplan, a word from your local sponsors. All right, we're back. And Dr. Andrew Jones-Roy, I see in the chat. Hello. Thank you. Oh, yes, we should say. People are uh, messaging in the chat. In the Twitch chat, we are streaming live right now on Twitch. Uh, Andrea Jones-Roy says, Misha, stay safe. Uh, 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 We're all thinking about you. And um, Borb's mother, one of our listeners, who I believe is Jessica, says, I've I've been thinking about Misha all week. I'm happy to see you're okay. Um, and we'll get to more questions from everybody later, but, uh, Misha, so you said that Russia's running out, they've used up all of their, is it troops that we think I also just read, they got a C rating. This is as of like 16 hours ago by the Fitch credit company, which gives like countries world credit C rating means like failing. It means they expect the Russian economy to fail. It's the lowest you can get. You can't expect the Russian economy to fail within weeks or if not days, like literally the credit, they won't have any credit worldwide at all. Um, Is that the, like, how does this, what's the goal from the Ukrainian side on how this ends? Do we think that Russia will give up when they, they're out of credit, they're out of money, they're out of troops? Uh, not really, because uh, yeah, yeah, they're not as uh, so. So essentially, that whole credit uh, thing doesn't really impact Russia that much because their uh, sort of external uh, debt is not as big as uh, United States. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's very small actually. So even they if they just default on their uh, debt, I don't think it's gonna hit them that hard. But the sanctions, of course, they're going to hit them financially. And it's already hitting them uh, in, in many, many ways from, uh, you know, Visa and MasterCard not working uh, abroad from yep. uh, brands. Even, done. Yeah, things like that. Right. But I think this is going to hit really, really hard in like a month or in a couple of months. And we need measures that uh, happen right now because... Yeah. You know, a rocket flies that takes like, what, three seconds, right? We don't need sanctions that take years. Although, yeah, I mean, uh, part of me thinks like, yeah, it's great that they're doing this. But uh, yeah, this is all long term. And uh, Russia is obviously in a very, very uh, bad situation. Uh, But I think most people are still asleep. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm working on this like information front and talking to some people in Russia and uh, the ones that uh, have their brain infected with the propaganda virus. Again, I'm going back to that uh, whole uh, analogy with the religious uh, faith. You know, if you've had this experience where you just have, I mean, it doesn't have to be, I I don't want to like, 
talk shit about religion and everything, but you know, that feeling, uh, this sort of like cultish feeling where you just firmly believe in, in something. And then uh, you get older or something like that. You're like, boom, I can't believe I, uh, I, you know, believed in that. And it all seems like a dream. So a lot of people in Russia live kind of like that. They've just entrusted into Putin and they just, it's going to be another one of these uh, uh, personality cult situations like it wasn't with Stalin. They loved Stalin and then he died and they said, oh, he was a personality cult and he was actually a bad guy. Imagine how mo most of the Soviet people felt at that time. And that's how they're going to uh, feel again with Putin. His approval and, ratings I saw are, are up right now in the in the country, but that's of older people who rally Cap, around the country. Uh, Cap, did you I, say that six, you read 60% support the war? Yeah, like I, some poll, I don't Russians. know how they take polls exactly, but it said it was higher than before, like supported, yeah, which is, I, I, I guess you rally around your country, right? That kind of thing. No, uh, dude. Well, they're also being fed like crazy. Propaganda. Yeah, they're being fed propaganda, and they're, I'm sure it's mostly older people who are yeah more nationalist. And there is no statistics in an authoritarian state, uh, so the, that's it's, true. Yeah, and the way they manipulate the question, it's basically oh, uh, <laughs> the way they word the the questions is is essentially where they get you. And yeah, like, how is it they, the best war ever or just the best war? <laughs> Whatever. And also, if you exactly. say you don't support, you can get 15 years in prison right now. So exactly. You, know, well, you can't so say it's a war. Actually. So it's a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not even allowed to say it's a war right now. You right. get 15 years in prison for calling this a war, which the only people I know who don't think this is a war is Russians and Joe Schaefer. Those are the only two <laughs> shout out. Yeah. <laughs> he said uh, it's not a war till America gets involved. Right. It's no, there's never been a war in the world. Except for ones we've been in. I like that. America centric. <laughs> Misha, what um what about oh, I wanted to ask about this because the people so there's people on the far left who disagree with us being involved in this in any way, and we just mentioned one of those people. And then <laughs> there's taking people, strays, Joe Shaver. <laughs> there's people on the far right who don't. And what they I, I don't know, either either side you'll read so everyone saw stories will pop up in America why we should not be supporting Ukraine. And one of those is because um, and this is clearly coming from Putin, but somehow Americans tend somehow believe it uh, that there's like a big most Ukrainians are Nazis. Yeah. So how many of your friends are Nazis? Let's just start like, is there. it an actual not that it's a reason for war, but is are there actually a lot of normal amount of Nazis in the Ukraine? Is there any truth to that or? <laughs> Dude, uh, I mean, now as a joke, everybody says that uh, we're all like drug addicts and Nazis. So that's kind of how you uh, address people now. Like, hey, where are my drug addicts and Nazis are? <laughs> so in a way, we're, we all uh, say it now. But honestly, listen, you know, uh, I've lived in Lviv and Lviv is the Mecca of the Ukrainian Nazis. Oh, and it's okay. and it's not even bad there. You know, Wait, where is that? What town? Lviv. Lviv. Yeah. Uh, oh. Remember where where I used to? I, I don't. I don't think we did a uh, video from Lviv, but I used to live there in uh, from uh, twenty eighteen to twenty. Yes. Uh, twenty. Oh, so that right? was the Nazi, the home of the Nazis. The hub. Yeah, the, the west west of Ukraine. Right. That one should so avoid that town. I'm gonna avoid that town when I'm in. I mean, there used to be a lot of my people there actually, but uh, not anymore. Uh -huh. <laughs> Honestly, it's all bullshit. Like in St. Petersburg, they have more Nazis, right? It's just every it's, every big city has the, these subcultures, right? Some of them would be like Antifa. Some of them would be like skinheads. 
right? Yeah. And skinheads yeah. supposedly fit like neo-Nazi and, uh, and things like that. And the, there's a few like nationalistic groups. But listen, the, a lot of these nationalistic groups are just a reactionary movement against Russia. So Russia is kind of triggering that. And I, only, I also know that a lot of uh, these groups are funded by Russia. Right. Uh, so they fund the extremists uh, to kind of have this. To make it uh, look. Exactly. But we the- when we talk about politics uh, in their uh, equivalent of Congress, uh, those uh, nationalistic extreme Nazi party, they don't get uh, votes. They get like two percent or something like no. that. They're definitely not in power. Uh, Zelensky is Jewish, you know. Yeah, that, exactly. That's what's amazing. But, you know, the. And now I, see these, I was going to say, I see these bombing- big- oh, go ahead, sorry. I just wanted to finish my thought that they're bombing Russian-speaking cities like Kharkiv, right, and Kiev too, right? And uh, there's another one, Mariupol, that's also lots of Russian speakers there. So there are definitely no Nazis there. What what are you talking about? Why are they... So it's... uh, To me, this is so outrageous. It's so obviously bullshit. I do not understand how people can, in good conscience, uh, repeat this kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you think Putin believes it, his own nonsense? Like, because he doesn't believe Ukraine's a country, right? So he believes exactly. in his cause. Yeah. It's of like course somehow, he, yeah. His I mean, it actually, it doesn't even matter used- if he believes it. What is mind-blowing to me is somehow Putin is now getting certain American people to believe this. I mean, yeah. that doesn't have anything to do with I you. Think it, I think of people in America, we get nervous. Like, we see those videos of, like, super, like, guys in the streets who are, like, going to go kill Russians. Like, we just get nervous. We're, we're, we're not we're after fighters we're not you know so we get nervous of anybody super nationalists i not we i'm uh, saying whoa, like, whoa, whoa i think we're the biggest fighters <laughs> but a lot of well, like we're talking about like you somebody like leftists like they just get nervous about anybody who's like i'm gonna oh, kill someone because they're, you mean like because they're russian like i'm gonna go kill russian like that makes people nervous but uh yeah okay cap but uh the fine line i disagree with cap between nationalism and fascism when he I says we he's not including me in the- <laughs> all right that, that's good but uh, uh not me hear me out Hear me out for a second, right? Uh, as the Belarusian, uh, I lived in China, and every time I said I'm from Belarus, people say like, "What the fuck is that? Is that Russia?" That did not uh, irk me or anything at the time, right? But right. now, if somebody says, "Is that Russia?" I might be like, "What the fuck?" You know. So yeah. I might, uh, in in a situation like this, it makes me way more extremist or whatever, right? So uh, when you're attacked, your nationalism. Inflates. Right, it's natural. It's like a sure. reaction. Yeah, it's, it's natural and it's Human. fine. So only in that sense, right? Yes. So in that way, it's on the rise, the nationalism in a good way, right? The same way I'm way more nationalistic than I was, uh, you know, 10 years ago when I lived in China and I didn't really care. Yes. I tried to kind of stay away, right? And if somebody says like, oh, are you Ukrainian, Russian or Belarusian? I might correct a person, but it, it didn't really matter. But it matters to me now because we're at war and I'm, you know, I've picked my side and I know who my enemy is. So right. basically in that sense, where, where you're at war is just all black and white. And uh, But nationalism yeah. and Nazism are two different things. Well, right, exactly. That's what I think people act like. That's my point. They act like nationalism well, 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 equals fascism is, or something. No. Yeah, you're allowed well, to say yeah, I support my country. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, to be clear, it's just a bunch of like Twitter Maoists, you know, they they think, oh, you got to be communists are good. Right. And uh, the Nazis are bad. You don't mix up uh, when there's war and like real terms. 
but you start start using the same thing and you yes. just put him in the context of like Antifa and all that bullshit. It doesn't mix, you know, because we're talking about real lives and people are dying and it's serious issues. We're not well, talking about, you know, pink haired uh, Antifa yes. and like I think Americans you know, have uh, on both yeah. sides, Americans on both sides tend to they want everything to fit into the prism of America. So yeah. they'll, as you just said, they're like, well, it's an, I'm either Antifa or I'm like anti-woke. And yeah. so who in, is if Russia, if Putin's anti-woke, I agree with him. That's what yeah, people yeah, on the yeah. right feel that way about Which Putin. They're like, he's a Christian nationalist. He's against like gender yeah, stuff. Because he also <laughs> doesn't think guy on immigrants. He thinks you should be able to say what you want. And that he's yeah. th- straight shooter. If you don't like Putin, that's cancel culture. But he's putting yeah. you in jail for 15 years. Yeah, for actually, it's for like speech, insanity. But... These people are nuts. And not. I think a big part of our podcast is trying to let people know that not everything fits into the prism of the United States. Of Almost none of it does. Yeah. But that's how Americans pick their side is they go, well, who's on my team? And then I, okay, I like him. And who's a communist? Yeah. Well, I like communists, so I like him. And that's how the left is getting to support Putin and the right supports him because he's anti woke. Now, these are the far ends. Anyone yeah. rational, I think the most 90, people, the yeah. 95% between those two are not supporting. I think most Americans right. would would support the no fly zone. They might not know all the would go into the past. I support you know, a no fly yeah. zone. Yeah, Who I think cares? most Americans. Bring him on. Bring him on. <laughs> well, well, but but if you really look at the nuclear threat, right? Because when they say no fly zone, they just think like, oh, of course, we don't want the uh, innocent civilians uh, in Ukraine to die. But then when you start talking about the nuclear threat, people might go back and say, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I said no fly yeah. zone is good, I didn't mean that. Yeah. So it, again, every time you start discussing an issue, you uncover more and more layers and it's way more complex. Right. And that's the thing. Uh, Russia was saying, hey, uh, Ukraine is under the uh, Nazi government. So we're liberating them. But how are they liberating? Right. They have that Z that looks like a swastika. They uh, do a lot of uh, war crimes. They kill civilians. So they act like fascists do. So uh, who's fascist if you look at it, right? And uh, I mean, it's just this, uh, I mean, it's a cliche, but you look at the actions, not at war. Uh, do you see the Z right? a lot? We should, that's like a symbol, right? Of the Russian like nationalism. This like they put well, a Z. Not around here because obviously. Right. right. They don't get in. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. But uh, online, oh, of course, they're uh, I mean, it's not as uh, it's not a huge uh, meme or anything. Right. Uh, I mean, it is a meme. That's the thing. So it's just comical and people just uh, laugh at it. It's laughable. Uh, and that's what makes it uh, pathetic. But it's just so uh, weird to see how Russia, they've been building this myth that they've uh, defeated the, uh, the uh, Nazi regime, right? And they uh, almost single-handedly uh, f- won the World War II. And now they're acting exactly how the uh, Nazis right. did back in World War II. Right. And guys, um, I have a couple more questions and then I'm going to have to go in a few minutes. Cap, I don't know if you can stick around and maybe do questions from the, the sure. Twitch viewers. The audience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, theme, a theme of having Misha on is I usually disappear. Yeah, these are the only times. <laughs> Misha is a guest who can talk. I don't need to do anything. So. Oh, the only thing I'm realizing is I have to somehow end this um, right. in the podcast. So maybe, I, crap. Well, I'm we can keep it going oh, no, on no, Twitch, no, no. I guess. I'll keep it on. I'll keep it yeah. on. 
I'll go get ready and then I'll have to leave in about 20 minutes. Oh yeah. For, for real. But um, my question is regarding cap. I mean, Misha with the, the like, so Chernobyl, I just read has been, is it, has it been taken over by the Russians or somehow they've like shut down the nuclear reactors. And the issue there is that when they get shut down, the cooling system stops working and they heat up at without any power, they actually get hotter and hotter. And if they heat up too much, it could send off like, nuclear Um, waves or something. Um, And then we had that thing a week ago where the Russians took over. Where they're firing at a nuclear power plant. Exactly. Firing at a nuclear power plant. And then you also have this, this new thing where the Russians say they've uncovered the, the, um, uh, uh, they claim a U.S. uh, biochemical weapons plant in the middle of Ukraine. This is all within the last like hour. And they say that they've now defused it. But if you rush, I mean, American intelligence says that we should be very concerned that they're going to now release those chemical weapons onto the earth and we'll have a new coronavirus or something like that. Does all this make you concerned about leaving or you're staying no matter what? Uh, I mean, yeah, I I, every day I kind of uh, change my mind. yeah, uh, listen, I think about it every day and uh, I've already been to the train station. I've already figured it out how if I wanted to leave, I could leave. Right. Because yeah. he- here's the trick, actually, because they, uh, they show you the train station and it's completely packed, which it is. But as I said, we, we have this curfew. Right. And, and so if you get there right before 8 p.m., there are a few trains uh, after 8 p.m. and no people are uh, are coming in. Right. So you just wait for a couple of hours and you can get to the border, no problem. I can do it tonight if I wanted to. So I'm essentially, I'm ready to go. I've got my bag and everything. So I am, I, I've decided, because if you look around, there's still a lot of kids and the, the people are still leaving Kiev. So I'm not top priority. So essentially, the way I look at it is I'm going to let everybody who wants to leave, leave. And then, uh, uh, but to answer your question, once I get more data coming in, basically one day I feel like I'm going to leave tonight. The next yeah. day I'm like, yeah, I think I'm fine. And then the next day I'm like, no, I'm definitely leaving tonight. And, and so it switches back and forth. And exactly just those three examples is that's how my thought process. I'm like, oh, dude, what if this happens? Then I'm definitely screwed. But then they're like, oh, but then they say, oh, it's okay. You know, they, they got it under control. And, and the fire like, was oh, raging my- in the nuclear plant, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was actually, the, uh, I, I was staying with my friend uh, downtown. So I, I changed location. So I was just chilling with my friend and we woke up at 3 a.m. Reading the news about the uh, fire at the uh, nuclear po- uh, power plant. And we were like, dude, let's leave tonight. But then we, we took a, a little, you know, 3 a.m. nap, woke up in the morning, and then everything was kind of back so to you, normal. You went to sleep during this? Because we had it on here. It was earlier, obviously, in the night in America. But I was like, I can't go to sleep until I know we're not at nuclear war. Like, is that? So I was like yeah. up until the fire was put out that night. I was more nervous well, probably than you, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because yeah. you, uh, you kind of get used to things. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you just kind of wake up. Uh, you're worried for an hour. And then you sleep for another two hours. And then you're, you're up again. So, yeah, it's, it's a weird uh, regime. And uh, if... Uh, when the war just started, you you hear sirens and you feel like, oh, I'm ready to go. Now you hear sirens. You're like, yeah, OK, whatever. You don't you disregard it most of the time now. Yeah. But basically, you get used to most things in life, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, you must have to. But and then in Chernobyl and all these things that are kind of like I also thought I was picturing your head. You're like theorizing it's the other side of the country, right? So maybe you have some time. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, it's, it it's really close. It's super, is it close? Super close. Oh, I got confused. The only thing is, uh, the, uh, it's hard to know how it's all gonna work because it might. Uh, it, it all depends, like where the wind blows and Which everything. Which way? And, yeah, you gotta yeah, check the weather report. Might, yeah, and it might affect Russia more than anybody else. So that's why I don't even know some of the things that they do are so reckless and irresponsible. Right? Did you think like it was intentional? My theory was that that was not because that would hurt Russia more. Right. I mean, it's I don't hard, know. It's hard to tell. Idiots? They've done so many dumb things. Like yeah. they've done so many stupid, stupid things. They've already lost some of their top man, uh, management. Like, I don't know how to compare the uh, basically their titles, like something like major general, something, something. So yeah. I, I was uh, listening to the, uh, uh, you know, to this dude uh, talk about it. So essentially uh, the equivalent in the, the U.S. troops over the course of 50 years, you've lost like two guys on that level. In uh, Russia, they've lost like three of them. You mean like leadership guys who have already exactly. lost in the their jobs? Or... Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, in yeah. sports when the team's no, no, supposed no, lost to win. Physically. Oh, They're physically. Killed. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Fired. eliminated. Yeah, exactly. Oh, as part wow. of war. And that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine in in the U.S. history, that just doesn't happen. You know, in like yeah. 50 years of history, two guys on that level in the U.S. died and like three of them already died in, in the first two weeks of the Russian. That's a good Ukraine. point. Our, our main guys usually stay out of harm's way, but uh, exactly. So yeah. I think they they've really screwed the pooch this time. And uh, there well, seems uh, like they have no help to pay. Like we that we had, we had Anton on, you know, the, another Ukrainian comedian and we checked in with him to see how he was doing. And he mm -hmm. mentioned like what you mentioned, where there's, you know, the biggest problem is that Russia is just indiscriminately bombing these civilian centers yeah. And he said, like, it doesn't they don't even know if like the Russians like if they're getting orders, like because they're like he's like he said the Russian soldiers are like monkeys with with a button on the grenade, you know, monkeys throwing yeah. grenades, basically. Like it's like I don't know. If yeah, it's people almost like charge, they're desperate. Right? Yeah. 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 They're desperate and they're getting angry and desperate, you know, and that's the worst sort of. Uh, yeah, and who knows why they make these decisions? Maybe exactly just to get back at the other side, you know what I mean? Because they yeah. feel uh, cornered. Yeah. And w w when you feel cornered, that's not uh, the, a good mental state to make decisions in. And right. that's what they have to deal with. And I'm, and that worries me, you know, because uh, I, I fully uh, trust the Ukrainian army. Uh, I feel like they're doing really, really well. I'm just afraid of these sort of uh, next level decisions. You know, what if Putin really like loses his shit and just starts like carpet bombing right. uh, the cities or again, the nuclear thing. And, you know, I know I said, uh, you know, I don't believe it works, but I, I guess I'm just like, like willing it to not work or whatever. I'm just trying to <laughs> telepathically make it rust even more if that's possible. <laughs> right. Well, I would think Putin also, even if he occupies Ukraine in the worst case scenario, the type of insurgency he's going to face based on what we're seeing now with all these volunteers and people willing to fight in the streets. I don't see how he could possibly think that's ever going to work. Right. I mean, it's, it's not going to yeah. work. It's just not enough troops. They need like millions, not hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Uh, and then my last question I was going to ask before we get to the, uh, we'll get to our Twitch viewers is because we talked a bit, a little bit about this earlier, but do you feel like the Ukrainian, like, I feel like the, the media, obviously Zelensky's got a goal, right? He wants to rally. He wants to rally his people and he wants to rally the West to aid him. 
So do you, when you, I feel like there's a lot of optimism. Do you think it's like, it's to, to all, all founded or do you think like, is there like some propaganda on the Ukrainian side that you try to avoid or that's why you try to get every, all the sides or do people generally feel like things are going as well as they could be at the moment? They are, except for the whole no fly zone over. Right. Except for not getting that. Yeah. yeah. So you're on so, the Ukrainian front of, as far as the military and the sort of volunteers they're doing is. Yeah, we're kicking ass and uh, the volunteers, great help. We're getting more and more weapons. Uh, They get like fancier and fancier weapons. And this is all great. And I know for a fact, if Russia decides to do like a final, uh, uh, whatever, attack on Kiev, it's uh, it's just basically, yeah, we're definitely ready. And it's just going to be. Who's in charge of all that? Like in in Kiev, is it the military actually commanding the volunteers or is there other sort of? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and they're the sure. ones who are like when you say checking papers and everything. Like, is that through the military or? Uh, it's or a, it? mix. a mix. Uh, we call yeah, yeah. So basically, the Tierra Barona, which is like the volunteer guard, right? So the volunteer guards they closely work with the uh, the military. Okay, interesting. That's fascinating. So uh, I'm gonna go. I'm going to the Twitch uh, chat here, checking out some questions. I mentioned Dr. Andrea Jones Roy was in the chat, and she asked earlier. Forgive my lack of knowledge, but are there pro-Russian Ukrainian citizens? I feel like there are. Are they joining and fighting alongside Russia or what are they doing? Do you have any uh, knowledge of any ru- pro-Russian? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> so essentially what I was saying, uh, the, the, uh, Russia right now is bombing uh, Russian-speaking cities, right? Like Kharkiv, uh, back in the Soviet Union, that was like number three city in the Soviet Union. Lots of Russian speakers and uh, also the uh, other cities like Kherson, Mariupol, lots of Russian speakers. And yes, you're right. If we're talking uh, a month ago and you ask me the same question, I would say like, yes, lots of, uh, in those regions especially, Right. Because the West is more like super uh, pro Ukraine and against uh, Russia. But as you get closer to Russia, uh, uh, historically, those areas were leaning uh, pro, uh, you know, towards Russia, but definitely not now. It's all over. Forget that. That was in the past. Nobody fucking wants Putin. Everybody wants to kill uh, Russian soldiers. Nobody cares about Putin. These people do not exist anymore. They're just. That's it. This this question should not be asked to a Ukrainian ever again. Uh, Putin huilo, like uh, everybody hates Putin here. Every single fucking city, even if they even if they <laughs> wanted Putin to be their president like four years ago or eight years ago, it's not the case anymore. Everybody hates fucking Putin in Ukraine. That's it. So if anything, this is totally backfired on him as far as if, uh, if oh, he had yeah, 100%, before. A hundred percent. So basically, so, all the people who are not, uh, who, you know, who love Putin, they're, they're already fighting on Putin's side. There's just the line in the sand has been drawn a long time ago. So definitely I mean, not now. There are countries, I don't know if to name them, but in World War II, you brought up earlier, who folded so quickly. The second Hitler came in, they were like, I mean, they didn't put up any fight. There were plenty of countries we could list. So the fact and, that, and they're, they were considered countries then which I would you know, argue about maybe a little bit because Ukraine is proven if there's, if you're the mark of a nation is you're going to defend yourself, you know, like that's, you're a nation. And when you, once you say like, we're not, so Putin's entire point has been, I think he's uh, lost this uh, public opinion and strategically <laughs> safe to say, yep. but uh, uh, let's see. Are there any other questions in the uh, Twitch? Uh, a lot of comments, people reminding everyone to go see Turner's show this Friday night. Um, 
Do you think, Amisha, do you think this is from a Happy Miss GIF? Uh, how much worse do you think it, it will get before it gets better? Uh, I mean, I think about it every day, and I hope it doesn't get worse. Uh, yeah, so I, I, my only hope is that it just kind of... Uh, Russia gets stuck around Ukraine and they either work out some kind of deal and leave or we just finish them off. I guess those are, but again, I don't want to think about the more sort of the escalation. I definitely don't want to think about that. I mean, I'm, as I said, I, I'm doing things to kind of be more prepared. But listen, nobody wants to test it out because I, I talked to, I mean, I didn't talk to, but I, I watched uh, Hrista Grozev. You know that guy from uh, Bellingcat? From where? Uh, the, the organization, did the, uh, they did the investigative sort of report on the, the uh, Navalny and his poisoning. And Okay, we talked a lot about a that bit. previous episode. I don't know if we mentioned the name, but yeah. Yeah, so basically that uh, nuclear hit, it might not be Ukraine, actually. It might be one of the NATO countries, you know, and he's okay. indicating that it might be Poland or uh, some object in the ocean, some NATO um, strategic object in, in the ocean or something like that. So who knows how uh, this... If it escalates, then right. I don't know. Well, I so mean, I I'm did... hoping. Yeah, no, go if on. it's yeah, essentially just to, to answer quickly, if you just uh, contain to the kind of warfare that's going on right now, uh, you know, either way, Ukraine has already won. So don't right. even. Yeah. So that I don't have to really think twice about that, you know. So it's either going to be just uh, as, you know, a lot of uh, casualties from a Russian side or just way more casualties. It's just either one of those. But they've already lost. Uh, the only thing I have to worry about is just that next level threat. But, you know, the, the, at, the, at that point, I shouldn't be the only one who's worried about that. You guys should, too, because it could uh, really are, trigger the... We're in, yeah, well, I mean, I did read something, and I'm forgetting who it was. It might have been the same. Someone who I read about who wrote a lot about Navalny as well, and he was giving a whole... He wrote an article about how the idea that, you know, is Putin a rational actor is basically the key when you talk about nuclear. And based on what Putin believes about Ukraine being weak, about all these not being a real country, about it being, you know, and how he thought the Europe would react and how Europe had previously reacted. And like Putin has acted in his, in his way rationally so far. And there's no reason to think he would like actually go down the path of, you know, I don't know if we want to find out personally living in New York, maybe I'll get on the, a move to a, you know, a little bit, in inland a little bit before we yeah but, uh, well uh, that's yeah. the thing because uh, when we talk about these type of scenarios then we start talking uh, about the coup within the leadership circle right the putin circle uh is it gonna happen like it did with stalin i mean if if stalin couldn't i mean people think that stalin was either assassinated or at least he uh you know he wasn't a something happened to him let's just say that yes. and then nobody went into his room for uh, almost like uh 24 hours or something like that right so right, right. definitely something happened there uh, is something like that uh, going to happen to putin i hope so uh, i mean i mean if, the, uh, the people are in his inner circle you know all these oligarchs uh, obviously they needed putin helped making so much money but now he's supposed to be there to protect their wealth right i mean it's not I see like Abramovich is going to have to sell the Chelsea football team and all of his assets to get, get around sanctions. And 
Because well, they're it, not real oligarchs. Remember, we've talked yeah, about that. Yes, like, uh, yeah, they, they're not. Point. They're not independent. They're all right. If they made their money, down, they all go down. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. And and they're basically. It's not like he thinks that it's all his money. They're just his wallets. Yeah. But the money is all his. He thinks that all Russia's money is all Putin's money. Yeah, and they've all they've That's all basically they followed his. You know, they they they've hooked it, their line to his ship, so to speak. You know, like they're exactly they they, they made their decisions. So I don't. Uh, but I guess the point is though, it could be a few more weeks of fighting. You think? But we did see like there was a there was like a, a minor ceasefire to evacuate some civilian areas the other day, yeah. right? How, did that stick at all, or what was the? No, they keep uh, messing it up and like shooting the. Yeah, that they keep disrupting it every single time. Um, and then uh, you, but you're not. We have a question. If you would, leave, you sort of covered that already. But if you would leave, if you could, I mean, I you said you have it in the back of your head as an idea, but as of now, you're yeah, you're you're more. I mean, you're more attached to the place now than probably you would have been, obviously. If you well, yeah, exactly. Like I love Kiev. You know, I don't want to leave. They should leave. Yeah. Right. I mean, people in New York have all this bullshit about like, we're New York tough because we survived. People are like, oh, there's 9 11 as one day, obviously, horrible day. There's there, the people acted like coronavirus for a month was like we were in a war in New York City because we saw a lot of ambulances drive by us. We're real New Yorkers. We don't leave. But like, this is real. Like, you're a real key. How do you say it if you're a citizen of Kiev? Kievian? what's the is there a word for a like you've proven your bona fides anybody who didn't run now who didn't who could have had the opportunity to you never should have to answer a question again you should never have to show papers it's uh hopefully that'll hopefully that's a passing thing because of the fogs of war but exactly and listen to me it's uh just the the matter of priority you know there's still kids in the city then i probably shouldn't leave you know right yeah exactly if you uh i mean i would you know if war ever came to new york I would be out of here. I would make sure <laughs> I got a, do- I got a senior citizen dog. I got a. She doesn't like loud noises. <laughs> no, listen, I, I totally understand the, the, you know, my whole family left in advance. Right. I mean, if they were still right. here, have you been in uh, touch with them? Are they, are, yeah, right of course. To, yeah. Yeah. We talk every day and they're, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. And we'll, we'll maybe end it here, but like, um, I mean, Poland seems to be the number one because we had actually done a podcast previously and maybe we'll do one in the future about how Poland had this like right wing kind of authoritarian kind of government taking over. But they seem to have been the ones that have opened up to the most. They're not aligned with Putin in any way, I guess. So they don't it doesn't affect their relationships if they take everyone in or. Uh, I mean, Poland, it's still uh, an EU country, right? So it's again. Uh, we have to go back, right? When we talk about these things, uh, we still have to put things in perspective. So if you talk about Poland, it's still an EU country. So just because they uh, have these like Catholic roots and they had this one point on abortion that that they can agree on, it's still a free country. While this dream compare it to uh, Russia. I guess Orban would be a better one because they're more authoritarian, even though they are also a democracy in an EU country. Yeah, But they're also not, yeah. But as soon as the war started, they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's that crazy. No, 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 no. I did not mean that. So they kind of play with them. They flirt with them uh, in the past, right? Just because he probably bribes them. You know, Russia's just channeling money to these people like uh, Schroeder, the ex uh, German, German yeah, ex been, counselor is in uh, Ross. Exactly. He's one of the key people in the oil company. You know, that's a good example. So it's essentially the uh, Putin tried to buy them 
But for some of them, it's like, oh, dude, no money can buy that loyalty. You know, if you're that that crazy, you know, and that sort of was the position like uh, from Hungarian Czech guy. And but uh, Poland was never even flirting with that. You know, it's just maybe some hints, hints of that. But, uh, you know, if you look at the bigger picture, definitely not. It was always a. Yeah. And that's why, like, maybe because there's been a lot of this nonsense about how somehow NATO is the fault for this whole invasion. Because they, because we put NATO, because there was, you know, uh, troops Listen, near Putin's border. Yeah. But, well, dude, NATO did nothing for eight years. Are you yeah, kidding so, me? Of course, it's their fault. Man. But they're, but I mean, the, 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 but their fault in that they were uh, aggressive, like the aggressors, which is, of course, you know, that's what like some people on yeah, the left yeah. are saying. But no, I would I, think I when mean, this NATO's is over, useless. that's their. Yeah, that's I mean, the other that's, the way around. They're useless, exactly. So yeah, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If anything, Ukraine, I would say the more important than joining NATO when this is over in the future is joining the European Union. If they all, you well, know, no, 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 fuck all that shit. No, nope. they should uh, join Ukraine. <laughs> Ukraine, Zelensky's doing a union, and it's just Ukraine. Just okay? Ukraine. If NATO the Ukrainian. Wants, yeah, I'm in. You know, Misha Kalin's in. <laughs> NATO wants in. Maybe I don't know. I'll talk to Zelensky, but honestly, dude. Zelensky, all I'm saying is uh, Ukraine is a union of, of its own and fuck everybody else. NATO, uh, close the, the fucking uh, skies over Ukraine. That's all we need. Or give us planes. That's that's the final point. But honestly, uh, Ukraine is kicking ass and we don't need no unions. If they want, they can be part they come of to our you. union. Exactly. Maybe. They recruit yes. you. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then last question, somebody, I don't know if this is, are you still performing comedy? You're not right. In person, there's no crowds nah, or nothing. Not yeah, performing, there's no, com- there's no comedy. I, I, that's uh, the real loss. Yeah. But I am writing. I'm, I'm writing and uh, I feel like. Next time I'm on stage, it's going to be amazing because I feel like people need this cathartic, uh, right? Uh, oh, dude. It's like I, lockdown people, take two, but more serious. So Exactly. And people, people reach out. out to me and everybody's just like, dude, I can't wait for, for the next uh, time we all get together, blah, 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 blah. So uh, I can feel that people want this new like camaraderie. You know, they want to be in a small space, talking, laughing, just sharing how we all live through these awful times you know i definitely uh, i want to be on stage so bad and people reach out to me and uh, i feel it it's going to be the next dude uh, remember uh, how after 9 11 there was a huge spike in the stand-up quality and quantity of both right yeah it was it was just i feel like the cities were revived the new york city people wanted to be there in general and then like yeah people had been scared and it just gave yeah. you a of, yeah, so it's gonna. It's I think it'd be good for comedy thing. if that's a positive. It'd be good for I think the summer. Hopefully, is all over. You have a good uh, get back to life. And, uh, I hope uh, so. Yeah, and on that note, everyone. In the meantime, speaking of comedy, go see uh, Turner Sparks if you're in New York this Friday night. Fires Club, come hang out. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon show. Uh, anything else, Misha? Where can we find you? Uh, or where can yeah, yeah, Misha Kalin stand up on Instagram and TikTok. Support uh, Ukrainian troops. Yeah, and, what's the uh, best yeah. way to do that? Is it the the? Uh, I'll send you a link. Yeah, uh, we'll post the link. Yeah. We posted yeah, one. I know the, the, the I posted one last week. I think that's a good one. Like a uh, because Patreon was taken down, right? You can't. There was a Patreon link originally to support the Ukrainian military, and somehow Patreon ruled that was like against their policy. But there's another right. way to do it. So. Yeah, we'll I'll give you the d- direct link where you can uh, directly support the Ukrainian troops uh, and they have different uh, purposes. So, uh, yeah, what else? Oh, yeah, yeah, if you can somehow influence NATO 
Uh, <laughs> anybody who knows anybody at NATO or call, Congress yeah, we people need the, we either need more planes or uh, or no fly zone or both, right. please. Or an anti-anti-sort defense system, a way to shoot down Russian anything you can give. Just uh, javelins. You got anything to donate? Uh, that's a great idea. And on that note, what should we do, Cap? Oh wait, no, that's Turner's line. Uh, we should get lost. <laughs> Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.